time for Bump and Run, the podcast all about golf. Here are your hosts, Bob and Jamie. And welcome to Bump and Run. The magical world of golf is our topic here today. Isn't it great to be back on the air here with uh, all our listeners? And uh, I am Run. And I am Bump, and it is great to be back <laughs> it's in a, our magical kingdom. It's only been a week away, but... Uh, yeah, a lot not of, a bubble, though. We're not in a bubble. We're not in the bubble. Um, and the PGA Tour finished up two weeks at the Memorial. We've got uh, another good finish for Mac Hughes. We've got mm-hmm. a little bit of a calm before the storm here at uh, the 3M Open. Um, but let's start Let's start with the guy who won last week, John Rahm. And, and what a difference, first of all, what a difference the course was in two weeks. I didn't think it was going to be quite right? that drastic a difference. Did you? I didn't either. I thought it would be harder. But man, those greens, they were U.S. Open-esque purple by the end of it, right? <laughs> like it, They looked... So banged up and dried out, and uh, it was, uh, it was, yeah, it was actually a stunning turn from a fairly receptive Muirfield um, the week before at the workday. Um, I, you know, I thought it would be tougher, but man, yeah, it was hard. And the wind was there was more wind than there was I think the week before. Yeah, so that made it even Sunday. tougher. Mm-hmm. I thought uh, I thought it was very interesting and almost hilarious as uh, the guys are playing the last couple of holes and they cut to a shot of them already ripping up the turf off the uh, off the greens because they're going to redo it. I'm sure Jack was uh, was just looking at that, going, "Oh, finally!" But um, uh, so a couple things out of out of Memorial last week. First off, mm-hmm. John Rom takes over number one yep. spot. I think we thought this would probably happen. It's funny if you look at the top of the world rankings though right now, and John's there, and deservedly so, I think, but if you look at the play from the restart, um, like nobody's been really consistently great other than I think Justin Thomas, but he's missed a cut as well. Agreed, yeah, I think his results are the best out of all of them for sure. Um, You know, John is, even John Rahm, right, he he had struggled. you know, he had started lifting some weights during the COVID break, and his iron distances were all askew. <laughs> and uh, and Rory's been terrible, and Brooks has been terrible. So it's and even DJ, despite the win, hasn't been great. So he's got a win, but the other tournaments have been just whole hum for him, right? He shot eighty. Um, he shot eighty. Eighty. 80, 80, 80 at the Memorial. Worst <laughs> of his career. Um, so, yeah, I would agree with that. But, you know, here we are, John Rahm, who, again, if you look at his stats, they're pretty incredible, his stats. Like, he's only – his percentages is his first 100 starts for wins, top 10s, top 5s, and, and on and on are second only Tiger Woods. Um, and – you know, ten worldwide wins in what four or five years? Yeah, that's um, right. Just over four that's years. Pretty, just over four years. That's pretty darn good. And you know, I think we saw this coming. Um, it's just interesting that you know he he won this tournament, and it's a great win for him. The Memorial is is probably the toughest setup they'll see outside of the majors uh, right now. And and again, you know, you know, joining Seve as the only Spanish guys to be number one, I'm sure means a lot to him. So, um, so here's, but, but, go ahead. Sorry. No, no. But it's just it's just interesting that you know his form wasn't 
like he's had about three or four chances this whole return to overtake Rory, who hasn't been playing well, and he hasn't been playing well. So uh, it was a long time coming for this one. <laughs> That's kind of what I was getting at was sort of all these guys backing up, and then finally someone puts it into first gear and moves ahead. Um, uh, on that uh, on that same kind of topic, though, the... the um, the fact that the number one ranking is John and is the only the second Spanish guy I thought was interesting. I always mm-hmm. thought there would have yeah. been like Sergio, maybe not Sergio, but Jose Maria, or I don't know. I just thought there might be something more up there. You never know, right? Like, yeah. but, you know, and and you know, Sergio was in the Tiger era, so that was impossible because even Phil hasn't been number one in the world ever. So, um, but yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. Like, you know, there's such a a good golfing nation. So here's that, uh, here's here's another topic for just switching a little bit. Do yeah, you yeah. think do you think Bryson DeChambeau kind of got exposed uh, at this? I, I agree with how I agree with how you you know we've talked about him a lot. Obviously, everybody wants to talk about Bryson and the long drives. It's impressive. It's impressive how long and straight he can generally hit it. But if you can't, it's 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 almost like what happened with DJ and his little. Um, when he started dominating, he started being better with his wedges, right? Yeah, you would agree. Would you agree with that? Yeah, that's, that was the turning point for sure. Yeah. So now, now Bryson's at that stage where, you know, you're not always going to make 25 footers like he did to win. That like he did to win. So he that you know if he hits it offline, you're in the rough, and yeah, you got a shorter club. But do you think it's going to get any easier at major championships if Oof. he can't hit wedges close? Well, what about what about the meltdown? And there was actually kind of yeah. two parts to it. First of all, what is he doing hitting a three wood out of the rough after his first ball goes in the creek, trying to uh, hook it when you can't get a club face yeah. on it? I mean, and then doing it again like uh, Tim Cupish, and then arguing with the official over there yeah. about uh, about the ball being out of bounds and ending up with a ten. Like to me, um, you know, you can't do that kind of stuff if you're playing for a major championship. You got to pitch no. it out and take your medicine. I don't care how far you think you can hit it. You know the the term that they use for him, the bad scientist. <laughs> it kind of came out right there, and I think that's the problem with him. Is he's so into well, I, the ball's going to do this, and I can do this with this lie, and it's going to hit. Like he gets into his own head, and then he doesn't execute the shot, and he's like, no, 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 I can make this shot. And he get instead of just taking the smart thing and just saying, okay, there's a lost ball, we'll go up there. He hits it again and does the same thing. Yeah, yeah, and then. You know, I think he gets into his own head a lot. I agree. And I think the science part of him has to somebody, whether it's a sports psychologist or a coach or his, or any anybody's caddy, family, whatever, needs to just kind of take that part a little bit of that part away. I think it's I think what he does is fine, but you know, you can't make that you can't do that in a major yeah. championship. They do that in major championships. On a movie, which is fake. <laughs> um, like Tin Cup was fake, <laughs> right? Right. right. Thanks Nobody for that would button. ever do what Tin Cup did. Thanks for that, right. Um The uh, uh, another good finish for a Canadian in Mac Hughes, and uh, it's just just keeps rolling along every week. Now he kind of, uh, I talked to him on on Monday, and he kind of admitted, you know, that he was never going to win that tournament. But no. uh, but a good tie for six and gets earns a spot in the U.S. Open. Well, uh, that's what he had to play for, right? Yeah, he so he said he didn't really know that. Uh, I mean, he knew of it, but he didn't know where he was. He wasn't on the top of his mind mm-hmm. when he was coming down the stretch or anything like that because he didn't know it was going to be him and Norlander sort of vying for it. Um, but he, when he once he finished and kind of figured things out, uh, he was he was pretty happy, obviously. And um, and again, 
Another bomb. This is like the the bomb maker here. Yeah, he's sixty seven yeah, foot putt. I think it was. That's just ridiculous. Yeah, yeah he's uh, that's like three tournaments in a row where he's made like going back to Bay Hill way a long time ago. Well, he had no. He um, had a, the Honda Classic. He had a uh, Honda Classic. He had a 50, at Honda. Sorry, at the yeah, Honda. Honda he he had, uh, so it was, I think it was fifty four at Honda. There were two, but over between forty and fifty at the Travelers, and that's now right, that's and right. now this one for sixty seven or sixty eight, whatever it was. But I mean. He's really playing some some uh, consistently good golf, and he talked about how right. his confidence now is just soaring. And I, I mean, it's always even you know guys like you and me. Once we have a good round, you think your next round is going to be like that forever, right? It's just like, right, exactly. just natural. But uh, unfortunately, it doesn't always work that way. But it's pretty cool. No, pretty cool. But for it Matt. is. It's 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 been a great restart for the Canadians. Um, because they've all like us, you know, they've all they're they're somebody's always been around so we're actually getting canadians on the coverage because they're around the lead and you know i think you know for mac at that tournament in that, those conditions to shoot uh seven what did he finished 72 right and to have the chances that he had he did have chances to make some birdies and maybe to, to go two or three under but you know again like it's so important for him to get fedex cup points world ranking points to get into better tournaments and and to get into the u.s open so now he's going to play in the pga and the u.s open this year right so you know again progression that's what that's, that's what we want to see out of these guys and that's what we're seeing right now right it's, it's you, great right? you agree? awesome yeah it's uh they're just keep continue to keep playing keep pushing each other uh they're all good pals when i talked to mac hughes he was driving home to charlotte um, and Nick Taylor was in the car. Nick didn't have a, a home base in the U.S., and he was going to take a week off. Right. So he was going back to spend the week with uh, with the Hughes family and um, and have some fun. That's so great. let's look ahead to this week, the uh, 3M Open and the second edition of this one. And this seems to me to be the first week that we've had sort of a lighter field. I don't want to mm-hmm. trash the 3M Open, but... You know, there's a few heavyweights in Brooks and DJ, um, which we can talk about. But uh, just some, seems to be a little bit of a calm, maybe before the storm, because it kind of runs out from here. But let's let's start right. by uh, looking at Brooks. Um, not right now qualified for the FedEx Cup, and uh, he's not playing like he should be playing in the FedEx Cup. No. Do you agree? Yeah, I agree. And, and and then for him to reveal after the memorial or that uh, you know he went and saw somebody about the knee that he's had repaired. Um, and it isn't getting any better is is a little bit concerning um you know so you know he got it he wasn't playing well when he got the surgery um well actually surgeries right it was two procedures wasn't it well he had two he had one stem cell procedure which isn't really a surgery but uh, he had right. that and then he had the surgery afterwards right and it didn't work and, and if it's not getting any better well, this is that was last october so we're looking at almost. We're looking at nine months. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a little concerning, and and his play is concerning. It's just so inconsistent. It's uh, you know, when when you think he's going to just, you know, hit his tee balls perfect, like you know, generally he's pretty good off the tee, right? And that's not happening at all with any club in his hand. He's hitting he's hitting woods and irons into rough into the rough, not hitting the fairways. It's it's really strange to see him, you know, go from a guy that. You know, was dominating everything, and now he's coming into a title defense in two weeks to try and win his third straight PGA Championship. Um, in this, in the condition that he's in, you know, I still think because he's going to be in these tournaments, he'll find a round somewhere, and maybe it's here. You know, this could be 
the medicine he needs because it's a it is a weaker field. Last week's was the strongest non major field. This week is probably one of the weaker ones they're going to have this year. Um, so maybe this is an important one for him to get some FedEx Cup points because he's way down the list. Yeah, he's in the what is he the one fifties I think right one fifties one fifty six I believe he's got is a lot the, of guys he's got to get a lot of guys he's got to get yeah. past to get in there and not a lot of time to do it. Um, that's uh, that's going to be that's I mean Justin Rose is on the bubble Sergio Garcia is on Sergio the bubble Garcia. they're inside the bubble but they're okay. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's going to be a, a horse race here these last couple of weeks. It really is, and you know it's because of that shortened season, right? So we got five. I think with this one, there's five point tournaments available, um, but one one of them is an opposite field event. So it's really only four because the main the main players are going to play the FedEx if they play that week, and if not, they're not going to play. Right. So they really only have four, um, including a major. And you know, again, it's not a major championship field is not going to be easy. For Brooks to get points, or for if like Justin Rose's missed two straight cuts, I believe, right? Yes, he so, has, yeah. so you know he had a couple good finishes early in the restart, and then hasn't really played at all. And Sergio's kind of just milling along, average finishes. Um, these are big name guys. Sergio's only missed the playoffs once. Um, Justin Rose is a past champion, so um, and especially Brooks, who was world number one for a while. Um, yeah. It's uh, it's going to be interesting to see. Um, the this is a this next couple of weeks is also a busy week, busy time for a lot of the other tours. European tour is starting mm-hmm. back up uh, in in earnest. I mean, I know it was playing two events in Austria, but they they look more like challenge yeah, this tour is events. Official. But this is right. going to be the first big one with a lot of players, including Aaron Cockrell. Uh, we should point out the great story about Aaron Crawford from Calgary, who has been caddying yep. on the PGA Tour last month and went in the Monday qualifier. Actually, had to go to a pre-qualifier and then the Monday qualifier and got into the field shooting uh, 63, I think, to get in. So that's going to be interesting. It went from being a PGA Tour caddy to needing a PGA Tour caddy. <laughs> and then, and then, uh, and then the LPGA Tour starts next week, and the Champions Tour starts yep. next week. So yeah, with Wizzy. Yeah, so Elena Sharp's going to play next week. Brooke Henderson is not, as we understand it at this point. And mm-hmm. also, uh, but Mike Weir will make his debut next week on the Champions Tour. Which one of these events are you most interested in? Uh, well, uh, now it's, you know, with with a lot of the, with who knows what kind of field they're going to have for the LPGA um, because of all the COVID restrictions and yeah. the travel restrictions. Um, obviously, we know that a lot of the players, a lot of the top players in the world, are probably in Korea right now mm-hmm. um, and abroad. So I'm, I'm actually looking forward to seeing how Weirzy does on the, on the Champions Tour because he's been working hard. You know, we know this. He's been working hard. He's been playing for this moment, right? So he's been playing web events and whatever PJ events he can get into to get to this point where he can get on the Champions Tour. So. Oh. I will I'm say, more excited to see how Weirzy fares and does. He's been he's been working really hard, but I will say that he posted on his Instagram today a picture of him uh, and his daughters and stepdaughter uh, surfing. They were all surfing, surfboards. Yeah. I thought that's perfect. Just you know, break your leg the week before this uh, thing you've been trying to get to for about four years and go out there. Uh, anyway, Aaron Cockrell, by the way, is leading the British Masters as we speak uh, currently. 
Wow! As it, uh, it started today. What a man! What a player he is. We got this is see. So, it's just it's just you got Taylor Pendrith who's ripping it up on the uh, mm-hmm. on the Corn Ferry Tour and has I think three weeks left to qualify for the U.S. Open if he's in the top five. That's so, right. Yeah, I think Portland. Their Portland Championship is the last yeah, the qualifier. Win, if he stays in the top five, yeah. If he stays in the top five, he's in the U.S. Open. Which again, that would make five. four Canadians. Five, wouldn't five. it? Five. I think. Yeah. Five. No, four. Four. Oh. Uh, Connors, Hadwin, and Hughes, uh, and Hughes for sure. I don't think Nick is officially in. Okay. Yet, but um, well, let's just put him in. Then it would be. I'll give him a name. Yeah. Okay. I'll give we'll him a spot. <laughs> All right. Give a call. <laughs> call Mike Davis. Uh, all right. Hey. Well, uh, let's uh, go and see if we can figure out something for the three M champ. Three. I keep wanting to come out three M championship. The three M open, and open. Um, I'm not sure. Have you got any uh, any picks that you th- that you want to throw out there for the people looking for their DraftKings teams or anything like that? Yeah, you know, I I gotta I, I honestly gotta say if you're you know I think Brooks is a good bet this week, even though he's not playing well because of the field, but. Um, you know, I think I don't think you can go wrong with any of those young guys. So Morikawa is one. Wolf. You know, it could be Hovland or Wolf. Wolf's defending champ. Yes, he is. Um, so I'm going to go with Victor Hovland had a pretty good week in, in Memorial. I'm going to say he continues that good play and uh, has a good chance. All right, there you have it. Pick. Don't blame uh, me if it's if I'm wrong. <laughs> I was just going to say, pick Matthew Wolf, and if uh, he flames out, Jamie will deny ever mentioning his name. <laughs> I will, yeah, and we will edit this podcast on the fly yeah, exactly. as, as they go. Mr. Black. Uh, okay. <laughs> Whoever's in the lead, we'll just put it in Matt Coocher. <laughs> Simpsons reference there. That's great. All right, that's it for this time. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, this is Bump and Run, and I am Run. And I am Bump. We'll talk to you again.